This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Joker's Mustache. I am Ventrue, so this is the great R.D. Reynolds, and R.D. wants to watch and buy N.W. North by Northwest. Yeah, I know the movie. It's great. Never seen it. Never seen it. Okay, we're going to not record this week, everyone, because he's going to take... We're not going to record this week or next week because the time that we would be spending recording this show, he is going to go watch North by Northwest. I will watch Unacceptable. it. Unacceptable. I will watch it, bro. I promise you I will watch it. It's great. You'll love it. RD, I've got to talk to you about this before we uh, get into the um, show. Yes, yeah, sir. Bro, did you see the video of Tony Khan prior to the sun? No, no, this is this this isn't even wrestling, bro. Like okay. this, this is this is like sure. this is business. Sure. Like this ain't even sure. this isn't even wrestling because it wasn't even part of the show. Because because we're going to talk Tony Khan Jacksonville Jaguars since it's not wrestling. No, no, we're going to talk about soccer. Tony making the decision before the show starts, yep. I guess, on Sunday to go out in front of the people. Saturday. I Saturday. Was it Saturday? Okay, whatever. Yep, to go Saturday. down in front of people. Yeah. Uh, take a chair. Explain. Try to explain to everybody why he fought. Now, I- I'm not talking about what appeared on TV. Okay. I'm talking about, did you see the raw footage before the show started? I heard all about it. I've never watched it. Oh, you it. didn't see it. I, no. I, I think I think you really have to see it, man, just mm-hmm. for me to get your opinion of it. I can't believe that someone in the wrestling business would have the cojones to go out and do that. Because usually in the wrestling business, it's all a shell game, right? Yeah. We're going to not tell anybody. We're going to hide things. We're going to... Do whatever we can. Now, I'm not saying that it was a good business decision, but it, I mean, you're you're at least this way. You're not trying to con, no pun intended, your uh, your fans. You're coming straight out and saying this is what the situation is. Yeah, but it was more than that. Can we both have homework assignments? Can I watch North by Northwest and you watch that uh, video? Absolutely. Cool, because I really do want to get your. Uh, I really, I really do want to get your. Opinion. Sure, no problem. But we are here today to talk about the opinion of Louis the Lilac. I believe that's all this episode is called, right? Louis the it's Lilac. It's called Louis, comma the Lilac. Louis, comma the Lilac. Yeah, it's not um, very clever title. Yeah, and you're shaking your head. We haven't even started the show, and you're giving me. That's never good, man. That's never good, bro. Well, we will discuss, I suppose. Okay, take it away, man. Louis, comma, the lilac. Original air date, Thursday. I wrote October 269. Uh, I, it was either the 26th or the 29th. Okay. 1967. Your fun fact is singer Keith Urban was born on this day. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Is it? Yeah. Do you know any Keith Urban songs? I I know I know Keith Urban. I don't know one Keith Urban song. I don't know a single Keith Urban song. I don't either, Brian. I know him. I know he's married to Nicole Kidman. That's about all I know. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Well, he must uh he must score something. Yeah. I, do you think he ever has her dress up spe- Here we go. Batman related. Go ahead. Nicole Kidman, of course, in the movie yeah. Batman Forever. Right. She was the let's just can I can I use the word horny on here? Yes. Okay. Yes. She was the horny psychiatrist. Yeah. She goes to flip on the bat signal and is up there in lingerie. Yes. Claiming that it was for psychiatric reasons. Yeah. Yep. Well, good for him. The narrator joins us. Says it's another bright. Another brisk, bright day blossoms in Gotham City. But is the day the only thing that's blooming or isn't blooming? We immediately cut to Commissioner Gordon's office. And O'Hara and Gordon are there. And O'Hara is concerned. And he explains, 
The park is ready, Commissioner. The police are ready. All the flower children in Gotham City are ready for their fancy flower in. But there's no flowers. Mm-hmm. There's no flowers at this flower in. We learn that the flower market has been cornered. Specifically lilacs. <laughs> O'Hara says there will be trouble at the flower in with no flowers. We immediately hard cut to the lair of the villain, who is in fact Louis the Lilac, smoking a cigar. So O'Hara says there'll be trouble at the flower in with no flowers. And Louis the Lilac goes, plenty of trouble. And he says, all because I, Louis the the Lilac, the great Louis the Lilac, have cornered the flower market. Some young people of the flower generation. So this is his plan, okay? This is Louis the Lilac's plan. Louis the Lilac, of course, played by Milton Berle. He's dressed up in some kind of, sort of, pastel gangster suit. Not a gangster suit, but like a... 1930s gangster says uh his plan is that he says some young people of the flower generation they're going to be the the future leaders of the country so whenever i have them under my flower power i'll control their minds gotham city will be my garden to loot and plunder and then later the world so his plan is i'm going to take over the flower child generation and whenever I do that, every then I'll wind up being the leader of the world, bro. You know what the you really got to, um, bro. Regardless of the villain, okay, whether yes. you're a Joker, whether you're a Riddler, whether you're a Catwoman, whether you're uh, the Clock King, uh, Bookworm, mm-hmm. whatever villain you are, mm-hmm. before you're that villain. Correct me if I'm wrong at any time. Yes. You got to come up with the gimmick, right? Right. You, you got, this is, I, I, I'm going to do bad things in Gotham city. Yes. I got to come up with a gimmick. Who am I going to be? Check. What's my character going to be? Check. What costume am I going to wear? Kind of sort of check. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Louis the Lilac, like literally, bro. This is this is who you know. I'm I'm gonna turn to a life of crime, and this is going to be my gimmick. Yes, got a problem with that, man. I got a problem with that. <laughs> well, I have other problems. With, with yeah, this but that's show, where but it that's, starts. That's, that's, that's where it valid. starts, bro. Like that's where it's, valid. yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, go on, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, his plan is, I know I got to take over these flower children. There's one leader of all these flower children. And her name is Princess Primrose. Yes. So, as we before we go to meet Princess Primrose, Louis the Lilac, Louis, comma, the Lilac, had something a lot of recent new villains did not have. He had his own theme music that had never been used before. Oh, very interesting. See, you're you're, you're good with stuff like that. I never, why do I never pick that stuff up? Yeah, generally they just recycle other themes. Like they use the bookworm theme for, I don't, I can't remember who, maybe a couple villains where they use that music over and over, but not so here. And it sounded a lot like, the main theme to North by Northwest, ah. which made me sit there and go, man, I could I could either watch the rest of this episode oh, or I could go catch the beginning of North by Northwest anyway. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Yes. We go to the park, and the narrator tells us, at the flowerless flower inn, and we get another new song, this one with lyrics. The lyrics containing, I just can't let you go, pretty baby. Which was repeated, I think, like 27 times in a row. Yeah. The song is just six words long. It's weird Al once wrote. We meet Dogwood, 
I loved Dogwood. Yeah. He very, was a super hippie playing a flute, man. Very shaggy-like, right? Yes. Shaggy? Yeah, very shaggy-like. So he's uh, he's playing a flute. Princess Primrose comes out of a wicker basket like she's a snake or something. And Dogwood's like, man, how can we have this flower in with no flowers, mama? And she says, don't worry about it. Just think flowers. Just think flowers at this flower end. Who should show up but but Barbara Gordon, Batgirl's alter ego. And not exactly dressed for the occasion. Well, I think she was just going to work, maybe. Yeah, maybe walking across Central Park. Yeah. She she was not dressed up as a hippie. No way. She was wearing a I I don't know what it is. Now I have to note. I have to make note of what she's wearing. She wore a uh, light green and yellow dress. Yes. It was very nice. She was also wearing white gloves, which I totally dig that. That's primo. Yeah, that was a thing. I mean, she's wearing the gloves because that that was really a thing in the 60s. Yes. I, I always loved that look. Yeah. So Princess sees Barbara. She yells, oh, my gosh, Barbara Gordon. So they know each other, except Barbara doesn't know her as Princess Primrose. Right. She knows her as Thelma. Thelma Jones. Thelma Jones. So she explains, I'm not Thelma any longer, Barbara. I'm Princess Primrose. I'm a flower child now. These are my flower friends. We're having a flower in, you know. It's cool, man. You'll blow your mind. I'm going to call you Hyacinth. So she was going to rename Babs. Yeah. And Babs' reaction to... Do we know what hyacinth means? It's a flower. Oh, it's just a flower. I think. Okay. Mrs. Dale, what's a hyacinth? She says it was a flower. Okay, it was a flower then. Okay. So Barbara hears that, that she wants to rename her to this flower thing. To be, you're no longer Barbara, you're hyacinth. And Barbara says, Barbara basically looks at this woman and says, you're on drugs without saying you're on drugs. Right. Can we agree with that? Yeah, we can. We can. Yeah. Louis the Lilac shows up. He's in the flower mobile. The flower mobile is like, I don't know, a Lincoln Town car or something with some that's painted like pastel. Yeah. Pastel flowers on it yeah like if if dollar tree was around in the 60s man they would have just gone to the dollar tree and said give us all the flower crap you got we're just gonna uh, uh hot glue it onto the yeah, car that's a good that's a good analogy <clears throat> so uh he shows up and so he just starts throwing out flowers to everyone he asks uh princess primrose to come back to the greenhouse so they can plan their worldwide flower in. And he zaps her with something. We're not shown anything. Yeah, this is bad, bro. Because he he's he's fiddling around with the flower on the lapel. Yes, with this, yes. Oh, but bro, you you lapel. you think you think, bro, it would shoot some rays some or water. Some yes, yeah, something, but I guess like, he's not the this, joker, but yeah, this yeah. was uh yeah, this was like a poor man's flower on the lapel gimmick. It and it made a sound. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. There was it didn't look like it, it, you remember Riddler would like make contraptions or whatever and you yeah. would have like it, yeah, this wasn't like that at all. It was no. literally a guy with a flower on his lapel going like this and then a sound going. Yeah. <clears throat> so She's hypnotized, and she gets in the car and leaves. Now, Dogwood, my man, Dogwood, he ain't down with that, says, man, now that gets me really uptight. I mean, Princess Primrose splitting with Louis the Lilac, I mean, that's a bum trip, man. Like, these plastic flowers ain't where it's at, man. I'm tuned out, you know? So, not only is Louie, comma, the lilac, giving out flowers 
They're plastic flowers. They're yeah, not but even you, real flowers. You got to give him credit for that, bro. He doesn't want to waste his real flowers, which I think is pretty cool, yeah. bro. What, what? What's? What's? I guess a real flower is more expensive than a. Oh plastic yeah. Flower. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we get the intro. We go to the lair. We see the flower mobile, and Princess Primrose is being brought into the lair. There's no dialogue here. Uh, just we just get visuals of this. We go to Gordon's office. Babs is there. She's talking with Gordon. She pleads with Daddy, which is what she always calls him, to help her. Noting that Princess Primrose, she was she was essentially kidnapped. Right is what she's explaining. And Gordon O'Hara are like sister. We have real crimes we got to deal with, not your drugged out flower child going on some trip. And he says, you should really just chill out, you know, just chill out. I got to go to city council and she goes, and I'm late for work. And so his fatherly advice to Barbara Gordon, who just had one of her friends kidnapped is, Barbara, a good librarian is a calm librarian. <laughs> classic, classic, classic uh, Gordon line. Yes. So Gordon and O'Hara leave, and Barbara's like, well, if you're not going to help me, she's going to call Batman directly. So that's what she does. So Bat- uh, Alfred answers and says, uh, Barbara Gordon is on the red phone. And Batman's like, Barbara Gordon is on the red phone. Time out real quick. Go ahead. Why have they changed this from the bat phone to the red phone? That's a great point, bro. I don't know. I they don't bring know. it up. They, they, they must've said red phone bro, this can, episode a hundred times. Can you imagine if they never trademarked bat phone? And after the se- series started, somebody did. Uh, it, it may, and, and that may be what it is. Yeah, it may they be. literally call it this yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. Barbara says, look, I'm really sorry <clears throat> for calling you this way. And <clears throat> Batman says, it's no thing. No big thing. We were just putting a flower decal on the Batmobile. We're to be guests of honor at a flower in this afternoon. And Barbara's like, what a kawinky dink. That's why I called. So we go when to you the say kawinky dink. This is way before your time. What kawinky dink? Do you remember a television show when you were a kid called Winky Dink? No. Winky Dink and me, Winky Dink and you we and together you know what the gimmick was though with winky dink bro what was that as the show went on mm-hmm. you had a draw on the tv you, oh okay yeah you literally drew on the tv that was the gimmick i mean winky dink might have been a regional thing maybe that's why you didn't say it i'll take your word for it but uh go ahead bro we go back to the lair Narrator tells us in Louis, comma, the lilacs, isolated greenhouse, which in turns houses his humid hothouse. So he has a greenhouse, which houses a hothouse. This layer is, would you care to get season three, friends? Would you care to guess what this layer is? You know what? If you guessed, it's a big black warehouse with some props about it. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Bravo. Very nice. Bravo. So, Princess. Now, it's also kind of weird, too, bro, because isn't, I mean, he's talking about a greenhouse, isn't he? Isn't a hothouse and a greenhouse one and the same? Well, apparently in the greenhouse, there's a hothouse as well. Uh I don't know. I never heard of a hot, I never heard of a hothouse before. I don't know if there was anyone around here that knew anything about plants and could explain what a hothouse versus a greenhouse is. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Nothing. Crickets. Anyway, Princess Primrose is there and she's like, I don't even understand why I'm here. I should be at the flower and I should be running the flower in. 
Louis says, this flower in isn't of importance to me. But you, being the leader of the flower children, is of importance to me. She says, and I quote, Sometimes I think I'm too much of a ding-a-ling. That's what she says about herself. Yeah. And he said, and, and she, she continues, Princess does, and says, Barbara thinks that too. And Louis's like, Barbara? Barbara Gordon. And Louis's like, ah, oh, the commissioner's daughter. And so he zaps her again. And he says, throw her into the hothouse. Yes. So the hothouse must be a hotter version of the greenhouse inside yeah. the greenhouse. Yeah. <clears throat> he says, uh, you know, throw her in there. And he has one of the guys, he says, uh, he has goon one. He says, watch over her. Because when the stupefying arom- aromatic spray from my pocket lilac wears off, she may try and get out. Goon number two, go trail Barbara Gordon. Goon, and he says, I am going to go to police headquarters. The Batmobile is usually parked in an alley nearby. This may be my big chance. So he's going to do something at the Batmobile, something nefarious, you would think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what you would think, we go back to the flower and dogwoods there. He's talking all wacko like. Says, uh, so she he goes, I don't dig this fade out of Princess Primrose. I don't dig that Louis the lilac ear. There are these plastic flowers. I mean, flower people try to do good, you know? Spread and I quote, joy pollen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's talking to all his the, the the other flower children. He goes, all Louis does is make a bad scene. You know what? Let's make us a little rumble down at Fuzztown. Yes. So they're ready. They're gonna. We're thinking. Oh man, there's gonna be a riot down in Fuzztown. I'm thinking yeah. that's the police station. Yeah. So they get into their pickup truck. Which has also gone to the dollar. Yeah, this was like, yeah, this, there was no expense put in this. I, it's, it, you know what it reminded me exactly of? For uh, the Christmas parade in Shelbyville, we do something for uh, Rupert's Kids Arcade where I hop, we put a pinball machine in the back and I ride through town like I'm playing pinball. I think our budget for doing that is higher than what they spent on this. Very well, very well could be. Now, I should have texted you, but every time Dogwood was on the screen, I was like, I know that voice. I know that person. It's not this person, okay? It's not. But if you were to like close your eyes a little bit, obscure your vision a little bit, and it wouldn't even have to be a lot, but just a little bit. And watch these scenes with Dagwood. It's David Spade. It's Joe wow. Dirt himself. Oh, He's, okay. It sounds exactly. It sounds exactly the same as David Spade. I gotta. I gotta go back and watch that. Keeping that in mind. Yes, I was. I it it, it boy did it just hit me. Yeah. We go to Gordon's office, and the police commissioner. He is not happy with his daughter. Not happy that she had the temerity to use the red phone. Yeah. He explains. It precipitated the first real argument we've ever had. So Batman's there. uh, Batman says... Just, I want to know more about this Louis the Lilac. And they say, we don't really know anything about him. Batman says, okay, we'll double check the Bat computer. Now, there was something visual in this scene. Yeah, he had a stain on his outfit that was driving me nuts. What, 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 what was that? Batman. Was that? Batman. Okay. That wasn't what I was going That's to That's what I was. It was driving me crazy. It had a freaking stain on, on his outfit. 
that's not what I was going to. Okay, what do you got? Hold on, I will get this pulled up for us. Give me just one moment. I should have had this at the ready. I completely forgot. Where was his stain while I'm uh, while I'm uh, finding this? Right about here. Oh, okay. I didn't. I did not yeah. see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it wasn't there for the whole thing. It was just there for this scene. Well, maybe they maybe they cleaned it up then. Yeah. Once he once he saw that, so I'm pulling up this scene. Uh, Ho- gonna... Hopefully, you can see this now. Okay. I don't see the stain of which I don't I, I don't I don't see the stain here either, but there definitely was one. However, is it just me? Or is Robin growing a Fu Manchu? Yeah, look at that, huh, bro? Very nice. Yes, he is. I'd like to think a young Terry Balea saw that. Yeah, it's that not there dope. is there is no sin. It was like right about it was it was right, almost right about uh, above the utility belt. What's the deal with Robin's Fu Manchu? Yeah. It's I mean, that's, up, not just, that's not just me, right? No. No, the kid's growing up, man. He's growing up. Okay. Yeah. That was uh, that was very, very strange to me. Anyway, <clears throat> Bonnie, Bonnie calls in, and we actually hear her voice. Because a lot of times, it'll just be, beep. Hello, Bonnie. And, yeah. and then he does, I'm going to throw one for you you probably get this reference it's almost a little bit before my time but it wasn't just a bob newhart style phone conversation you know bob yeah. newhart used to do that bit yeah. where he would just you know do the whole conversation himself yeah but bonnie actually calls in we get her voice and everything she says there are flower children flower children are here to see commissioner gordon and gordon's like Send in the love. And Batman's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. We need to leave. We'll go out the window and down the bat ropes. Otherwise, we'll be mobbed. And they're like, mobbed? In police headquarters? Robin says, and I quote, The flower children think we're cool, man. We turn them on, you know? (laughs) <laughs> that was great that was great batman says yes please be gentle with your visitors commissioner although it may not be understood by more literal minds in their own way they're doing what they can to correct the world's woes with love and flowers so batman and robin leave Gordon says, brace yourself for some nutty nosegays, Chief O'Hara. What does that mean? Oh, I'm glad you ask. A nosegay, or posy, or tussy mussy, is a small flower. Oh, okay. okay. Typically okay. given as a gift, they have existed in some form since at least medieval times. Which is, okay. Which I think is... God bless the people that write this. I think some of them were born in medieval times with some of the language they use. Yeah. So Batman and Robin leave. They get in the Batmobile. Now remember, Louis the Lilac, this was his chance. And you're wondering, what was he going to do with the Batmobile? What might he have done? Did he put a a tracker on it like King Tut did? Did he do something else? Uh, He left a business card. Yeah. Yes. And so, for Lila's Lilac Shop, Batman says, this bears investigation. I strongly suspect that this lilac-colored covered card could be a plant. <laughs> Louis, Louis shows up as they're driving away, and he calls Lila. He warns her that Batman and Robin may show up. And tells her to get some Alba Vulgaria ready. Yes, she says. Uh, well, I may have. I may have some like old ones. And uh, he says, "I am sure that the di- Louis says I'm sure the dynamic duo will be overwhelmed by their fragrance anyway." Lila, I'll be there shortly to help you dispose 
of the soon-to-be creeped Crusaders. Yeah, because they are poison. <clears throat> that's that's what he makes it clear. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> we go to Lila's lilac shop. Batman and Robin come in. Lila is there. <clears throat> we'll be talking about her at the end of the episode. <clears throat> he uh, says, man, you got a beautiful, you know, tons of flowers here. Obviously, you haven't been affected by the flower shortage. Is there a reason why your shop has all these flowers and has not been affected by this flower shortage? And uh, she says, um, no, look at my display. Doesn't it look nice? I th- almost thought that she was hitting on Batman with that one. <laughs> She says, I have some other very rare, very rare lilacs in the rear room. If you'd like to see them continuing that, I think she's hitting on Batman. And Batman says, I'm always interested in the unusual of any species, not species, species. species. Yeah, that was great. So she goes to get him. Batman and Robin are like, What's going on here? This got to be some kind of distraction. <clears throat> so she returns. She throws some flowers on the floor accidentally on purpose. Robin goes to get him. Batman's like, "No, don't do that." Of course, he Robin gets knocked out by the fumes. Uh, Batman puts on his breather gimmick, and then Louis hits him over the head from behind with a vase. Right. So, <clears throat> cut to Barbara's appointment apartment. She's suspicious. She says, I think someone followed me home. She says, if they came up the fire escape, they could be on the terrace. And she's got a nice apartment. So, she goes out there. And, of course, the guy that followed her is there. It's, of course, one of Louis's goons. Right. <clears throat> so she goes to call the uh, police, but the goon yanks the phone cable out of the wall, thus rendering any type of uh, telephone communication no longer possible. Because you see, kids, until the <laughs> until like the 1980s, if you unplugged a phone from a wall, ain't nothing happening. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so. We go to the lair and we find Batman and Robin <clears throat> are tied up. So the narrator tells us while the uh, Barbara faces her vexatious visitor, what's happening in the house of the uh, what's happening in the hot house of Louis greenhouse. So they are tied up. They got vines all over them. Man eating lilacs. Holy purple cannibals. And uh, Louis says, exactly, boy, blunder. A rare species, again, species, not species. Yeah. <clears throat> species, I just uh, brought in from Brazil. I crossed with even more carnivorous plants. Ah, uh, and what gusty garments they are. They got a hold of an explorer one day in the jungle, left nothing but shoelaces. Shoelaces, yep. That's all that was left. Louis tells, uh, learns that uh, Princess, uh, so Louis's like, what's going on, Princess Primrose? They said she's just drying out in the office. And the one goon says, flower children wilt fast. And he says, she and her flower friends will do more than that, just wilt when I'm through with them. So <clears throat> I do love is they were being tied up in the with the vines you saw some vines that looked exactly like hands yeah with like a glove on them <laughs> going like this yeah yeah yes so <clears throat> robin says gosh batman what a way to go eating alive by a lilac batman says well robin at least it's a flowery finish. flowery finish yes so we essentially get a cliffhanger but yeah. what would be at the end of the episode yes. now is just in the middle of the episode. Yes, yes. Yep. <clears throat> so, go to the Bat Cave. Alfred's there. We're told with the dynamic duo being devoured by a whole 
devoured whole by a strange species. You know, bro, they could have had the um, – because they do this cut from uh, Batman and Robin in the Vines to the Batcave with Alfred – they should have done the announce a voiceover without same bad time, same bad channel. Yes, they should. Right? That would have been tremendous, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> so we, uh, you know, a uh, hole by a strange species of man eating lilac. What are we doing here in the bat cave? Maybe this call on the red phone will tell us. Yeah. <clears throat> so Alfred says, I'm sorry, sir. He's out. And. Gordon's like, out. Out where? He's like, dude, I don't know. Alfred, yeah, whatever. Gordon's really upset that yeah. Batman's not at his beck and call. call. That's right. Every second of the day. He says, look, whoever you are, when he gets in, you tell him to call me immediately. He goes, Barbara's phone is dead. Batman's out. Nothing is going. And O'Hare goes, now, now, Commissioner, watch your blood pressure. <laughs> you know who needed to make an appearance? Yes, Bonnie with the tray of pills. No, Miss Patrick was her name. Oh, with the, with the pills, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was so awesome whenever that yeah. woman came in. It wasn't, okay, kids, if you didn't, if you're just joining us. This woman came in with a giant silver platter yes. full of every drug imaginable. Yes. Sadly, that was not here. <clears throat> so Alfred is like, okay, I got to figure out what's going on. So he uses the bat computer to figure out the whereabouts of Louie's lair. So they're in the lair. Batman and Robin are still, you know, trapped there. Says uh, Robin's like, at least they're gentle. I haven't felt one bite me yet. Yeah. Batman then has to explain to his young ward, man-eating lilacs have no teeth, Robin. How, how dumb are you? It's a process of ingestion through their tendrils. <clears throat> Batman says, uh, he's like, uh, they're still trying to figure out what to do. Robin says, can you reach your utility belt? And Batman's like, they've already eaten the utility belt. <laughs> <clears throat> My hands are entwined by these vicious vines. To which Robin says, Holy Luther Burbank. Explain. Well, I'm glad you asked. Luther Bur Burbank, born March 7th, 1849. Oh, my God. Was an American botanist, horticulturist, and a pioneer in agricultural science. He developed more than 800 strains and varieties of plants over his 55-year career. So I, I promise you, bro, either during the time of the shooting or now and all the in-between, I guarantee you not one person knew who that was. Dude, I mentioned when he was born. Right. This man died April 11th. 1926. Yeah, nobody nobody knew who this was. <clears throat> it's a slightly dated reference. Yeah. Lila says, I can't watch what's happening. <clears throat> Princess calls him a monster. Then Louis zaps her again with his thing. Says, monster, what would your flower children think of such language from their princess? I'm sure when you speak to them again shortly, you'll... Talk of me in much more endearing terms. Says, let's put my flower power to work in the park. Let's go to the flower in. So they're going to take off. So <clears throat> Barbara <clears throat> is with the with the goon, goon number two. She has somehow decided that she has convinced him. Okay, I'll go with you. Let me go powder my nose. <clears throat> so this dingbat just lets her go in her room. And he's like, what are you doing? It didn't take 10 minutes to powder your nose. <clears throat> so Batgirl shows up. Or excuse me, let's see. And she says, uh, so Batgirl shows up. Right. And and there is this uh hoo-ha around. I I this was so corny. I never like to just blast something, but Batgirl shows up. 
because she went out of her window onto the ledge or whatever. And he has not figured out that Barbara Gordon and Batgirl, of course, no one ever figures that out. So. Yeah, and and he, he was the kabukiest thing too, bro. She she went out to the left, and yeah. her little secret hideout is to the right. Right. So, so there was no, like, how, yeah, there's right. no way, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So uh she he comes he's like are you connected with with batman with the bat symbol and everything so he uh he's gonna take off running but uh he looks out the door and there is he sees commissioner gordon coming so gordon comes in batgirl leaves and gordon's like I think I just saw Batgirl. And then Barbara opens up the door two seconds later. If it was two seconds, I may have overestimated. It may have been a half a second. Batgirl disappears. Barbara immediately comes out. It's the quickest quick change ever. And Gordon's like, Barbara, so worried about you. You know, and she explains I would have called and the phone got yanked and so he tells O'Hara, put men around this whole building, and re- would you repair the phone? So Gordon's, like, losing his mind in this episode. And he says to her, when you wanted to be on your own, and you insisted on taking your own apartment, I was really afraid something like this would happen. And he thinks, Barbara? You need to move back home. Mm. And she's like, Paps, that ain't happening. I'm going to be, I'll be just fine. Even though I've been kidnapped multiple times, held at gunpoint, almost forced to marry the penguin. I'll be just fine. You don't need to worry about me. And Gordon's like, well, you know, can we, can we just, can we have dinner? And he's like, she's like, I got to go work. So. She, uh, Gordon leaves. <clears throat> Alfred then shows up, and now he's on the terrace. So how is everyone getting on this terrace? I know they said there was a fire escape. Yes, yes. You missed something. Okay. Very important in this episode. Okay. And I am now going to refer to uh, Commissioner Gordon as Mister Neil Hamilton. Okay. Okay. Bro, you left out one very important part. Okay. Without a shadow of a doubt. Looking at my notes to see what I missed. Okay. Gordon hugged Barbara. Okay. However, Neil Hamilton copped a side boob feel of Yvonne Craig. Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt, bro. He got side Kovic. 1,000%. Well. Yes. Yes. Don't protect him. Don't protect him, bro. I I missed that. I did not miss that. You you were watching on Blu-ray. I was watching on DVD. And I was sitting right in front of the... the, You you saw, you know, the curved TV. I know. I sitting right in front of it. The 87-inch TV you had. Yes, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead. Poisonous purple pad. So, he... uh, So, Gordon leaves. Babs is there. Alfred shows up on the terrace. He... There is such a height discrepancy between... Between Barbara Gordon and Alfred. Yeah. Alfred looks to be a legit three foot taller yeah. than, than Barbara Gordon. He explains. <clears throat> there's the rumors that uh, there's rumors around that something's happened to Batman and Robin. Mr. Wayne looked into it a bit. And I have reason to believe they were last seen in a florist on Lavender Lane. Though the Batmobile has been located outside an isolated greenhouse. So he's basically saying, go change the bad girl. Go help the boys. <clears throat> we go to the flower inn. Princess Primrose is there. She's telling all the flower children how great Louie is. 
But unfortunately, the stupefying spray has worn off. At this point, Dogwood David Spade grabs her, <clears throat> pulls her in way, and says, You tripped out, Primrose. Groovy, but in the wrong groove. And she says, You're right, man. He's tuned out, Grifty. And now he's putting he's put it, he's putting a period on Batman and Robin in his poisonous purple pad. Yes. Batman and Robin, he ought, he ain't Louis the Lilac. He's Louis the Louse. So Louis is like, okay, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Hit the gas. So he takes off in the in the flower mobile. <clears throat> so we go back to the lair one more time. Shortly back with the semi-digested duo, the narrator tells us. Robin is literally screaming says one of these monsters is nibbling at my ear batman i said one he goes one of these monsters is nibbling at my ear batman batman doesn't say anything and he says i said one of these monsters is nibbling at my ear (laughs) robin's like like, dude i heard you yeah he goes i managed to loosen one foot there's a flower pot next to it so he kicks a kicks the uh the flower pot knocks it through some glass meanwhile louis lila and the goons show up and thankfully they were very happy because they remember they were being pursued by the flower children right but apparently the flower mobile is faster than the dilapidated pickup truck that they were driving right so he says we got away from them he says we're gonna go check on batman and robin being eaten but they show up, they have not even been show, chewed up even a little. This despite the fact that, I don't know how the the, the flower, the, the man-eating flowers would have eaten the utility belt and never even taken a bite out of either Batman or Robin. Anyway, <clears throat> a word of advice, Louie. One blast of cool air kills these blooming cannibals far quicker then they can devour any human repast or meal. Because I did not know what a repast was. I did not either. We get the fight. Victor and Hubie, they're on their game. They are on their game. They're throwing flower pots. They're swinging on vines. At least in this episode, you're in a, a flower, supposedly in a greenhouse. So it kind of makes sense that you would have vines you could yeah, swing yeah, across. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, you may say, oh, well, how did Louie do in this fight? Well, Louie sat in a chair. We didn't even get a horrific Milton Berle stunt double. No. Batgirl shows up. Batman swoons, of course. How did you get mixed up in all this? says, maybe some other time and place we can have a question and answer session, Batman. But not here. So they're winning the fight. Batgirl grabs a spray spray can of flowery mildew. Why they would have a spray can of that in a a (laughs) greenhouse, I do not know. He begs her, don't use it as anything it would touch molds and decays. He is literally Batgirl, just like face-to-face with this woman. Please don't spray that on anything, because when you do, it will mold and decay. Batgirl's reflection on this is to take that can and immediately spray the guy right in the face. Yes. Which I thought was very rude. So he falls down. Lila's freaking out. Louie looks terrible. He explains, maybe mildewed and wilting and molding and decaying on the outside, Lila. But inside, I'm still Louie, comma, the lilac. And somehow, someday, I'm going to control the flower market of this world. And with it, the the entire flower generation. So he's not giving up on his plan. 
Robin says, uh, there's a thousand flower children waiting outside for you, Louie. So Louie runs off and he's like, I ain't going to face those flower children. I'm going to go to the man eating plants (laughs) and have them eat me alive. Right. And Batman's like, don't worry. That cold blast of air put those lilacs in a torpor, which is a state of physical or mental inactivity. I think I looked up more words in this episode. Yeah, there were a lot. Yeah. So Batman tells Robin, you need to go outside. All those flower children, you need to go out and calm them down. Robin's like, dude, they'll mob me. (laughs) And Batman just looks at him and says, groovy. Groovy, yeah. That's all he says. Yeah. So you may question why he would do this. Why would Batman send Robin out to be mobbed? He's ribbing him. No. I mean, he may be ribbing him. Yeah. But I think he really wanted Robin to be gone. You know why? Why? Spend some time alone with Batgirl. <laughs> so yeah. he goes to turn to Batgirl. No, no good. She's gone. Gone. <clears throat> Lila says, she's gone, Batman. She knew when to get out of here. Smart Dane. Who is she? And Batman's like, I don't know. I never have. Perhaps I never will. But I wish, I wish I did. Yeah, and so we get a scene of Batgirl riding on her Batgirl cycle with the Batgirl Batgirl song. song. Yep. The next time they show this clip, <clears throat> I want you to analyze it because you probably did not notice this. She is supposedly allegedly riding a motorcycle, right? Okay, and she's like, you know, obviously it's just her sitting on a bike, right? And there's a screen green behind screen. her, yep. green screen behind her. She looks so utterly confused what she is supposed to be doing (laughs) she's like looking around yeah i did notice that yeah what yeah yeah it was really really weird so we go to the lair for the wrap up robin comes back he says i calm down the flower children they're gone batman the police have taken lila away I said we bring in Louie the lilac. So they hear some some hoof beats. Holy hoof beats. They look outside and we learn, if I'm not mistaken, a band of Bessarovian Cossacks just rode by. We go to the city street. We meet a woman named Olga. She is on a horse. And Egghead is also there. He is on a Donkey. Donkey. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, what do you, what what do you, what do you suppose he's doing back in Gotham city? And that woman, she looked like a real tartan princess. Says, I predict Robin, or she says, I predict Batman and Robin will be getting a call on the red telephone. The red phone. Yeah. Yeah. The narrator tells us, be sure to watch the next episode for what egghead and a tartan princess named Olga have in store for the Cape Crusaders. Egghead back in the saddle next week, bro. Back in the saddle on a donkey. Yeah. We have two women we need to rate. We have Princess Pr- we're gonna do we're gonna do uh we're gonna do Lila first. Because Princess Primroses has a little bit of an interesting interesting uh, story actually they both kind of have a little bit of an interesting story i'm gonna give lila would you care to guess how old lila was yeah um thirty two she was in fact forty one wow okay i missed that one by a long way you, how how old did you say she was i was way off i said thirty two she was forty one yeah way off she was an American actress. Uh, Lisa Seagram, her stage name, born Ruth Browser, <clears throat> said during the 1960s, she played 
<clears throat> numerous supporting roles on the television sets. She was on McHale's Navy, Beverly Hillbillies, Perry Mason, and, of course, Batman. She also appeared in Season 1, Episode 11 of Bewitched mm. as Sarah, a fellow, fellow witch who, in Dora, that would be Samantha's mom, right, yeah. in Dora, mm-hmm. gets to test the fidelity of Darren. I do not remember that episode. I don't either. Interesting. So she's gone now, right? She because she's she she, she passed away. I, she, uh, yes, she uh, passed away in 2019. Oh, okay, recently. So she okay. actually she was actually uh, yeah, bro. Really? I think this woman like might have actually had one of the first nose jobs, bro. It looked mm-hmm. like to me. Um, I'm giving her a five, bro. Like very, very middle of the road. I was gonna say, call me Arn Anderson because I'm giving her a four. Four, okay, fa- that's fair enough. Yeah. Princess Primrose. Did you care to guess how old Princess Primrose was? Then they're not getting really young girls anymore. I'd say twenty-eight. She was twenty-two. Wow, Gee, man, I am way off with you, these. You're, you're off today. Yeah. <clears throat> Princess Primrose. She is listed as Schuler Aubrey, but she was actually born Sky Aubrey. She was born December 21st, 1945, died November 27th, 2020. So very recently. <clears throat> she was an actress and producer. Known for Fantasy Island, Batman, and a movie called The Phantom of Hollywood, apparently. She was married to Ilya Salkind. You know who Ilya Salkind is? That's very, very, very familiar. He was the producer on the Christopher Reeve Superman films. Oh, wow. Okay. And that yeah. was one of them. And she was married to one of the people that took care of took care of the Superman films. In fact, Sky Aubrey's mother was Martha Kent, Superman's mom in the nineteen seventy eight Superman. Oh my gosh. Interesting. Very interesting. Good work, man. Good work. It's your fun fact for the day. What are you rating her? I'd give her, I don't know, five and a half. Yeah, I've I've got I've got to give her one up from um the other one. So I, I give her a six, and that's yeah. being real generous. Yeah. yeah I no, hear you. No, nobody has really knocked our socks off lately, you know? No. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. all this right. episode, what did you think of this episode? Mm, I did not think it was. What right. was the point of Milton Burrow being on it? I, like, I have, he didn't I have, do anything. He didn't do any comedy or anything. It was this was not a comic book character, was it? No, no, yeah. Th- this whole character was like, what? Like, come on, bro. We can't think of nothing better than Louis the Lilac. He'll return. Yes, later, well. later, later. This wonderful season three. Yeah, jeez. All right, listen. What's going on at uh, Ruben's Arcade, bro? What's happening? Is Ruben's it, Arcade. There's a, a big tournament. Ruben, Ruben like the sandwich. Come on. What's going on? I mean, there's a big. Uh, <laughs> Rupert's. Rupert's Arcade. There's a big you shindig coming. Ruben. I said Rupert. There's a big shindig coming on. What's going on, man? What's this big shindig? <laughs> September 16th. <clears throat> Is King of Arcade. Uh, we are giving away uh, to the winner of uh, that tournament. It's a one-day tournament. All kinds of games you can qualify uh, on. You can qualify on Cubert. You can qualify on Galaga. You, we have two pinball machines you can qualify on. If you're really good at Super Mario Brothers, the original Nintendo, you can <clears throat> qualify on a speed run on that for World 1-1. So you have to be the fastest time wow. to qualify on that. 
Uh, there are a couple other games you'll be able to qualify on. The winner takes home a uh, arcade one-up. We we did make the decision on that. Uh, just because it's a newer machine, uh, it's the uh, Tempest Arcade Legacy machine. So it has Tempest, Centipede, uh, gosh, what all does it have? Tempest, Centipede, uh, Asteroids, Asteroids Deluxe, Millipede, and Tempest, and it has the trackball, and it also has the spinner for Tempest. Oh, man, see, I got ripped off because I got one up, but I just got Centipede. Yes. It's, I have to ask a question. Yeah. Is it, I, I had it. I have it here at the Reynolds Ranch right now, you know, getting it, make sure it's all put together, no problems with it. Is it wrong that I'm putting up a bunch of high scores that – the the winner of this thing that takes it home probably not going to be able to beat bro i've had space invaders sitting here for about two years now and i've never gotten past the first screen <laughs> that's a shoot never <laughs> that's yeah that's i yeah. don't even know what to say to that yeah yeah all right what about a wrestle crap what's happening oh man we've got so much stuff going on there i i had posted a that ridiculous Randy Savage on QVC thing. Yeah. That is so beloved. People absolutely that's, that's love awesome. that one. That's and awesome. It, it's amazing. And then uh, I think I'm going to be switching back. I think I'm going to be doing um, some some TNA, uh, NWA TNA, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I think I'm switching back to that. Uh, I'm going to be doing that for my next induction. Do you know who's going to be? I think it's going to be when Samoa Joe, because he's in the news. He's you know one of, they're pushing him in AEW. So uh, he one day just showed up with a face tattoo, and then one day he just got kidnapped by ninjas. Oh, and yeah. then one day he just returned for reasons. I don't know. People blame all that on you, by the way. I don't. I know, and bro, and and do you know Joe blame that on me? Yeah. for years yeah and i had nothing to do with it and there was a third party involved that could vouch for me because me and matt conway were writing the television at the time and this is when eric came in oh okay so eric it was eric's idea to have samoa joe kidnapped in the van but here's the backstory. Eric Bischoff, for whatever reason, I don't know what the tie was. I, I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, he was 100% positive that he could get Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Okay. And that's who supposedly kidnapped him and they threw him in the van. So we we shoot this whole thing. And then at the next meeting, he tells us he can't get super, he can't get uh, superstar Jimmy Snooker. So we're like, okay. Oh, okay, Eric. So who who kidnapped Joe in the minivan, bro? Joe held a grudge against me for years, accusing mm-hmm. me of ruining his career. They threw him in a truck. Blah, 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 blah. And meanwhile, I was no longer working for the company, but Matt Conway was. Mm-hmm. I said, Joe, I'm going to go. I'm going to make this real simple for you for holding a grudge for me for so long. Go talk to Matt Conway and ex ex Matt Conway about the white van incident and see what Matt Conway tells you. But yeah, bro, that 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 was behind that, that Bischoff wanted it to be Snooker, thought he could get Snooker, and then we shot it. And he couldn't get snuck. I I have a question. Yes. Jimmy Snooker would have been retirement age mm-hmm. if he had gotten him. Mm-hmm. Please to explain what the logic is of, yeah, let's bring in Jimmy Snooker. I don't know, bro. That was one of the things where everybody's trying to get along, so he really wants to do this, and me and – you know, Matt are looking at each other like, really, bro? And we're like, okay, wh- whatever. So we shot it, and then he couldn't get him. That's the backstory. There you go. Yeah. So and I, I, don't, I don't I, I don't pass the buck, bro. If that was me and we threw, we threw Samoa Joe in a white van and had no idea why we were doing it, I, I would say that. But that's, that's the backstory to this one. 
Well, there you go. Now I have the backstory. Now I just got to grab some images and throw it yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next week, man, my favorite returns, man. The Great Egghead Returns, bro. What's the, the name of the episode? The Og and I. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, excuse me. Olga. <clears throat> One moment. Uh, as portrayed by Ann Baxter. Oh, Ann Baxter was a big time actress. Yes. Big time I actress. Thought she was in something else on Batman too, but I could be wrong. Let's just take a look. Nope, she was she was uh yes, so she was Olga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. That should be in Wait a minute, wasn't she also Zelda? Yeah, she was. She was Zelda. Remember Zelda the Great? Yeah, that was like the second episode, man. Yes. So she comes back under a different persona. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting because it's only it's only two seasons later. Yes. Very interesting. Okay. So what's the name of it again? The Og and I. The Og and I. Same bad time. Same bad channel. <laughs>